Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Barnes University Radio. This is the draft edition. We're in early February and we're going through all the prospects, um, knocking out position by position, um, you, you know, just getting ready for, you know, draft season is already here, but we're getting ready for, you know, April, the draft and being able to um, watch as many guys as we can, give awesome assessments, accurate assessments, um, correct projections, um, and just kind of collect and expand our database and, you know, while tying up the loose ends. Um, right now I'm going through linebackers, um, offensive linemen, that includes tackles, guards, centers. Um, got some new data that kind of helps me with my um, journey because I used to always um, like – watch the same amount of prospects in in each position but now i got statistics on average of how many um prospects are drafted at each position on average every year um i'll give y'all a little tidbit um there's a lot of linebackers that get drafted every single year um it's funny because a lot of them get drafted but you don't hear much about that position um, you always see them in the waiver wire though. That's the thing. Um, linebackers are the kind of the glue, I would say, because they can be used on special teams. So that makes a lot of sense. Um, a lot, the defensive backs in general, they're drafted a lot between cornerbacks, nickels and safeties. That position is drafted a lot. Um, and then like the positions that I've been working on, basically what I just told you, the offensive linemen, uh, they're drafted a lot. And then receivers, I've already covered them, but I'll be circling back to them as we get closer to April. Um, but you know, overall, you know, those are the high, you know, high amounts, uh, of prospects being taken at those positions. So, uh, this year I've, I kind of got, I don't have to watch 50 quarterbacks and try to find 50 quarterbacks. And, you know, I'm exaggerating, but try to find 50 running backs. There's only a certain amount that is drafted every year. And just refining my system, refining how I'm doing is very organic. I think people, I probably need to be recording this, you know, recording my journey, certainly. Um, I think that would be awesome for my progression because, you know, I've been in this thing off and on you know, for, you know, at least seven or eight years. And, you know, if you're an adult and if you have a busy life and if you have family and if you have, you know, other aspirations in general, um, you know, life happens, you know, you can take you off of your path. So I haven't been like diligently a nerd to the draft like some guys, but the Lord has granted me a very natural ability with this and I'm never too far away. And uh, I've been learning and I love the way that I learn. Um, I love the progress in which I'm learning how to create my own system and have autonomy over my own grades and my systems and the way that I do it. Because over the years, we all know I've I've, I've, I've had a, a fair amount of hits and I really love it. So um, I think moving forward, you know, the next step is to get these prospects in um, and just thinking about the pro- process. Um get as many as you can and this is the earliest and the most I've probably watched 
ever. Um, and just talking about my process of watching these um, prospects over the years, I've I, most guys try to follow the schedule, and it makes sense, right? They try to follow the schedule of scouts. So immediately after the draft, maybe they have a break, um, but then they start back up in July or whatnot. Um, but in between that time, they've watched tape a little bit. So, for example, this year after the draft, they already have 2022 guys in their database and 2023 probably on on some teams. And they already have them in the database because simply because of cross, you know, dr- cross examination, looking at other guys, knowing that these guys are um, going to be in the next draft, especially this year with um, guys opting in or, or getting an extra year of eligibility. So with that being said, so after the draft, they'll chill with their family, hang out and all and in between that time. They'll be watching tape and uh, not to be forgotten is they'll the, after the draft, there's a lot of times when there's a lot of hirings and firings because, you know, we've gotten your intel. We've uh, worked with you during this draft season. Now we're going to change some things up if if if, if need be. But um, for those that stay or those that are hired, they chill, watch tape a little bit, come back um, in July, start, you know, setting up their visits, stuff like that. So they've already been watching it throughout my whole career of watching tape. I've never I never watched tape during the summer. Um, my biggest thing was I didn't want to be tainted by any other, you know. Well, for instance, for one, I I'm really I really care about recent tape. I care about your tape of your most recent um, season going into the draft. So, for instance, the 2022 draft, I care about your 2021 fall season. And yes, I will go back to 2020 season, but this year, some players didn't play. So then you'd be going back to 2019, but I'm talking about on on normal. Normal, I do watch the last two seasons of a player, but I I really watch the most recent. Um, But it's something that I definitely tell myself to do after, you know, some of, especially 2019, which if people don't know, like I watched probably 80 to 85% of that whole draft class, probably 350 plus prospects or 450 plus prospects in a month or less than a month. I watched all those prospects, how to do it, you know, put in a lot of time because of, you know, certain things that happened um, in 2019, early in the year, changed houses, um, you know, sold a house, a lot of personal things that went on in 2019. And I didn't get to it that, that, as early as I like, but I've never been the type that started during the summer. It's always been, I think the earliest November, December, then I start watching tape and then boom. And then it's kind of a grind until then, because other this stuff always pops up, whether it was work or being in school. But now, you know, I started probably a little bit before the year started, but I've been more consistent and I've watched a lot of guys already and um you know I have to I have to watch more positions more thoroughly but I feel like I I have a good grip on you know some of these players some of these prospects whether where they'll go and stuff like that so it is something that I'm going to start implementing starting earlier because it just 
it's just easier on me. Um, it's better and it also allows me to implement more of the background information. Um, now I, I would consider myself a judge of good character. Um, and I would consider myself being a psychology minor that, uh, body language and emotional intelligence evaluation comes natural to me. Um, I'm, I also am, the I also come from the background of a lot of these players, um, whether it be, you know, obviously being African-American or, you know, coming through more of a poverty mindset or the, the hip hop culture. It's more relatable. So this these this cross examinations and deep dives into psyche that some teams do it's because they just don't understand. Um, so it comes very natural to me to get a feel of guys. I don't have to know their sister uncle's brother blah 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 name i understand that those things are important because it shows that you care about the person or is it caring about the person or you just got to know about the person but i i understand how important it is i'm not knocking anything um i understand it's done for a reason but i'd love to 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 have and spend more time expanding on that just to have that information how often is it used how tangible is it i mean does it really matter you know i've been doing this for a long time very rarely has that information been a deal breaker in whether a prospect will succeed or not very rarely um so from that standpoint i just want to be more well-rounded is something that i'm going to start implementing a little bit more and it, it, it'll give me that time once i start immediately after the draft and uh, just getting my ducks in a row from there um, but i'm really enjoying the process i'm going to be dropping the linebackers um, um offensive linemen and defensive linemen uh, this week probably going to uh, spill into early next week and then from there you know start watching more tape on other positions load up load up load up load up you know live life a little bit get into some other things um because you do need a break um I, I mean you do need an intermission you know everybody takes a intermission um and then come back to it strong Get closer. The closer we get to the draft and pro days, skill positions get more and more in tune with the st- skill positions again. Um, give an update on all positions as we move into middle of March, late March, and into April. We're going to update everybody, give them the final grades. I grade them twice this time. I, I grade them pre-draft season or pre-pre-pro um, day, and then. In April, we'll come up with what I call a BU grade, a solid BU grade. Give them a letter grade that's going to um, pretty much categorize them into tiers, um, you know, starters, high-level starters, high-level contributors, um, practice squad, um, you know, and then obviously undraftable grades are our are, are, are lower grades where we have to identify those as well. And then from there, I have a notebook and then as we get into April, I start charting guys, putting them in tiers on on, in a, on a separate um, notebook. And then when, once draft time comes, we're super ready to go. We're all organized. We know who we want. We know who our guys are. Um, and we, 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 we prefer not to settle. Um, and we're going to try and go try and go and get our guys. Um, 
a lot of this information is going to be, um, you know, it's going to be pretty remarkable. I, I have to record it. I mean, it's going to be pretty re- remarkable. Um, it's been a blessing and, um, I'm, I'm excited guys. you know, for those that follow me is going to be some, you know, it's going to good content is relative. So I'll leave it up to, to you guys, but I know that I'm excited about it. Um, I'm excited about the process. I'm excited about, about challenging myself and, uh, continuing, uh, to work things out and figure things out myself. It's, it's, it's so awesome. It's so fun. It's amazing. And, and it's a blessing. And I thank God. Um, every day for so thanks for tuning in that was barnes university draft edition just giving you guys some insight on the process and uh what we what we got doing going moving forward here at barnes university and uh be looking to expand getting more writers um on the website the barnesuniversity.com and blog backslash the barnesuniversity.com um getting more writers, giving, you know, giving writers, um, a a voice, um, and allowing them to have, um, you know, even more exposure, you know, the, um, the little that I can provide at this time. So, you know, just, just trying to help out a little bit and, uh, expect some more writers, some guys that I respect to be sharing their work too on the website. So thanks for tuning in. Uh, God bless. And I will see you hear from you on the next one. Thanks.